you've done a webinar with us. You're now on our podcast, which is viewed by millions of people on YouTube and several hundred thousand people on all the other podcast platforms. So if anything, we're going to see a nice little bump in uh, HubSpot sales just from having you on our podcast, which is nice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't worry. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 80. I'm not sure if it's 80. I think so. Well, so sounds, right. it sounds like a good number. Who do we have? Mark Finnegan. Chris O'Neill. Rebecca Phillips. Michael Turksani. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here on Wing It. Yeah. You've done a, you've done a webinar with us. You're now on our podcast, which is viewed by millions of people on YouTube and several hundred thousand people on all the other podcast platforms. So if anything, we're going to see a nice little bump in uh, HubSpot sales just from having you on our podcast, which is nice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't worry. We're, We're still working on our viewership. But no, but in all seriousness, thanks for coming and thanks for, uh, for, for taking the time. I know you've had a very busy schedule, obviously, coming off uh, uh, the last week here. So having you up is great to talk about HubSpot and where you're going and uh, even give us a recap of Inbound. So it's pretty exciting. Why don't we start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself, your role um, at HubSpot and then what, you, what you've been working on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm Rebecca Phillips, and I'm a channel account manager at HubSpot. And I have had the pleasure of working closely with Mark and Chris and Robin and um, other people on your team uh, on everything I would say before a customer decides or uh, you know a business decides that they want to move forward with HubSpot as a CRM solution um, for marketing automation, for sales, for service, whatever it is they're looking for. Chris, Mark, and I work closely together to identify, um, are they a good fit? Is HubSpot a good fit? And is this something that can really provide value? So um, that's kind of how I work with the Goose Digital team. A little bit about myself. Um, I live outside of the Boston area. This is where I grew up. Um, I've worked for HubSpot for, gosh, I'm going on four and a half years. I'm pretty excited. Uh, My fifth year is a milestone. Um, Chris and Mark have heard me talk about my one month sabbatical that I'm looking forward to. Haven't fully mapped that out yet, but that's something we celebrate at our fifth year. Um, prior to HubSpot, I've worked in sales and marketing really since I got out of college. Um, and I'll date myself here in 2004. So um, I've worked for uh, Red Bull, I've worked for Magic Hat Brewing Company, I've worked for um, Honor Craft, which was predominantly selling to higher ed and healthcare. Um, and I was in individual contributor roles and also leadership sales positions. Um, and in my last company before coming to HubSpot, I actually uh, brought the company through what I would call the digital revolution. Um, we transformed from, I'm going to be honest, carbon paper orders uh, oh, wow. to using HubSpot. Um, and it made such a big difference. And everybody that I worked with at HubSpot was so, quite frankly, cool that I drank the Kool-Aid and said, yeah, this company's going somewhere and they got the right idea. So I, I jumped on board. Nice. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So you, you, you implemented it in a prior life, 
the platform and then you decided to jump on board and, and work with the company. That's awesome. Man, paper, carbon paper orders. <laughs> Skipped a couple generations that. there. You yeah. still yeah. see a couple that, generations. You still, you, you do still see that. Like I know, um, you know, I I had some service done at at the house the other day, and yeah, that's what they were using to to, to yeah. write down what what it, it was extra piping that was needed. Da, 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 and it was all done and kind of in there. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, how does that piece wow. of paper actually? Well, the thought that went through my mind was, how does that piece of paper make it back to the office to make sure that it gets billed? You know, like that was really worrying me because like as somebody that owns the business, I was like, you know, like, is that going to just end up like not making it somewhere or like in two weeks, somebody forgets to bring the book in or, you know, stuff, weird stuff like that. It's just like, why wouldn't they just punch it in, you know, take my credit card right there and be done with it. Right. So that's exactly. awesome. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I thought it made so much sense to move on to HubSpot because there are so many businesses that have so many opportunities with technology and it can be a big, huge change or it could be a small tweak that just drastically affects the bottom line um, and allows the company to grow and scale. So it's been really fun. And I think one of the favorite things for me in my role is that I get to work with so many different industries um, because it's not just one industry that kind of has this opportunity or challenge. So at HubSpot, your your official title, I don't know if we if we got that yet. Channel account manager, and we love acronyms here, so I'm a CAM. If, if you know me, I'm a CAM. A CAM. Well, we have a CAM, too. That's pretty cool. So we have a CAM. <laughs> so so we've got a CAM on the call, and we have a CAM that also helps us with our podcast. So that's, that's kind of fun. Um, so you've seen in four and a half years, maybe just, I know this wasn't something that we thought about talking about, but just cause it's, I think pretty interesting four and a half years in tech and probably even through that period is a, is a decent run. What's it been like? Like, tell us a little bit about how the company has sort of grown and shaped in that period. Wow. Well, yeah. So we continue to, to expand globally. Um, we have offices in, in Australia, Asia, Europe, um, South America, um, and obviously the U.S. Um, our headquarters is in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, and I used to commute in. Is still I'm kind of in the the uh, Metro West area, still a bit of a drive for me. Um, but we were always a like remote friendly place to work. But when the pandemic hit, one of the I guess things I was really grateful for was that HubSpot was able to just turn on a dime. Um, I didn't feel like I needed really to miss much because we had all the infrastructure in place to be able mm -hmm. to go remote and work remotely. Um, in terms of myself, I actually started my career at HubSpot as a channel consultant, which is on the um, post-sale process. So I worked with partners, HubSpot Solutions partners, and once they brought a customer onto HubSpot, worked with the partner on the strategy for implementation was a resource for them oh. above and beyond support. Cool. Um, and so for me, it was interesting to go from kind of the post-sale to the pre-sale. And one of the things that I always say is like, I have a very good understanding of like the promises that are made in sales and how that needs to translate to that sales to service handoff. Um, and I think one of the things that you know I'm excited to talk to you about today is the marketing to sales handoff. Those two handoffs are one thing or two things that HubSpot does really, really well by being in an all-in-one platform. Mm. 
Yeah, so I think we should get right into that. And I think it's a good topic, actually, for, for all of us today. It's, um, you know, partially why we've got the people that we have on the call, because like Chris runs revenue here at Goose. So he, you know, would have all the sales related um, kind of accountability. And then Mark runs our marketing side. So he has our 100% marketing accountability. And more recently, we've sort of really amped up our own investment in kind of how we would go about that. Um, and we can, we certainly have like had uh, a lot to, to learn in terms of sales to marketing handoff. So um, where, where's the best place to start in terms of, uh, well, why don't, why don't we do this? Maybe Chris, if you could talk a little bit about like from your side, ideally what you would like to see in that regard. And then maybe Rebecca can sort of start to weigh in on how that works from a HubSpot. And then Mark can talk about his, you know, his ideal. Does that make sense? Great. Yeah, that's, that makes total sense. So obviously what's happened over the last, and, and again, Rebecca kind of, um, uh, you know, came, came into the HubSpot group after having obviously converted somebody with, you know, skipping over a couple of generations of tech to kind of get to, uh, get to that single platform in HubSpot with that previous company and then moved into, into uh, you know, in, in with HubSpot. When we're talking about you know sales marketing to sales handoff, what's happened is is obviously the the clients that are interested in um, in services from a marketing agency like ourselves, they typically are probably going to find us in a in one of the digital channels. So one of the things that's really key is being able to have the, the, the level and scalability in marketing to be able to, you know, to, to efficiently create those, those sort of handoffs and, and delivering those, uh, you know, delivering the information to sales so that they can begin that sales conversation. So when you think of, you know, the, the intent that somebody shows, whether it's on a website, on a social channel, on some kind of a, you know, some kind of, of, of platform, and then to be able to deliver that information into the sales organization in such a way that there's somewhere that that a conversation can start mm -hmm. that's i think the whole sort of that's where i think hubspot has come in and said listen it's all about inbound guys it's all about creating that uh, creating that opportunity and that bringing it to the conversation in a way that that will help the client so in other words you're not needing to reinvent the wheel when it gets to sales there's some uh qualification there's some you know it's a qualified it's a qualified piece it's like company name uh all the detail is there um and being able to kind of bring that into sales in a in a uh, uh informed way it sort of helps get the conversation off to a off to a really good start so what what it is that that, that we need uh, in sales we need somebody that is demonstrating interest they're demonstrating interest in what it is that we offer as a value proposition, which should basically, you know, permeate every message that we send out. What it is that what it is that we do, and you know, mm -hmm. identifying the the sort of the ideal customer profile uh, in in sort of bringing that over to sales. So, awesome. I mean, I think from that perspective, yeah. So, go ahead, Mark. No, I was going to say, yeah, and particularly in, in HubSpot, what I think is so fantastic is you really get to see that that full lifetime of the, the lead to, to customer uh, inside inside of the platform, which uh, when you're working with a lot of these other platforms, you don't get that. You've got pieces in, in multiple different places, whereas we can really see uh, inside of HubSpot, uh, the leads come in, where they came from, um, 
what, what action took place, whether they're going into some sort of drip, um, seeing all the different actions that they're hitting and how that uh, affects like, their, their behavior score. And then um, obviously kind of as they go down the funnel, uh, reaching that, that sales qualified kind of lead process and that, that alert to, to sales like, hey, it's, it's your turn to kind of take this on. So um, just that having that full visibility in the platform, I think is extremely powerful. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, I think it's really great. Something that I think uh, helps HubSpot stand out above some of these other platforms. Everything that you're saying is making me think, and I'm, I'm jotting some of these things down because it reminds me, like the way that the way that I think about it is, there's lots of room for errors in the marketing to sales handoff process, right? And some of those, the ones that I hear most often, like when we run a discovery call, we're trying to understand like how can we help, like where are the points where this technology can actually create a solution or create efficiency. Um, create better communication, close more deals. And I think a lot of times I hear that a lead is being handed off from marketing to sales before they're actually sales ready. They're not ready to mm. talk to sales yet. They're in kind of their awareness or consideration stage of their life cycle and putting them in front of sales actually delays um, the potential for this person to be ready to talk to a salesperson. Another side is what Mark's referencing, like there's no context for the salesperson, for Chris in this instance, to like know what, how this person is engaged with your website, with your company, with your webinars, your events, um, your ads, like all of these marketing efforts that you're putting a lot of investment into. Um, wouldn't it be great if your salesperson could actually leverage that in a conversation to be relevant when they're talking to a prospect? And then sales follow-up time is a big one too. I've been a salesperson mm -hmm. most of my life. I'll admit there's been lots of times that I've delayed or been not fast enough in follow-up. And I think <clears throat> especially today, people expect a quick follow-up, especially in a competitive industry um, where they could be reaching out to multiple different brands. So I think handoff automation is really critical to solve for that last one there. Like, if you can make it really easy for your sales team to follow up and have the right context, they're gonna be that much more likely to close the deal. Um, and for the not sales ready part, I think that goes back a little bit to the marketing side, right? To say like, okay, what are our, how are we dividing our marketing efforts strategically to think about how this person is finding us online? What is the question mm -hmm. that they're asking that brings them to our website? And then how are we educating them and nurturing them to a point where they're ready to talk to Chris? Yeah, and I think like the, the, the marketing to sales piece is, is so interesting because if marketing is doing their job and they have strong engagement, so they've been able to do those nurture streams, do that education and do it quite well, what you end up with is uh, a quite a large pool of engaged prospects that are that are ready for sales to actually go and 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 do something with presumably start reaching out to and that there that connection point you know can be it's not necessarily like a one size fits all on a process level you know you're going to see that um, look very similar from organization to organization but when you start to look at the details of 
well, what field might we want to see come across? Or once once a sales rep is working an assigned lead, there's a whole sequence of events that they actually run to maintain, to understand where an individual, like it doesn't end with just, oh, we've passed it over to sales. There's now this other process that occurs. And, you know, the all-in-one solution has significant benefits to all of that stuff because you know as we know as the people that handle the implementations and you know you being on the on the kind of post-sale kind of consulting side before those are these details where you really matter right like whether it's a timing thing from being able to be really quick on the timing or being able to get certain additional information that you can use within your crm to drive your sequencing and and drive your kind of workflow out um you know when you when you run this out at scale and i'm not even talking big scale i'm talking about even if you've got five or six people in sale on your sales team and you're trying to do this this type of of next generation sales and marketing that that you're referring to you you know you have to you have to have this tooling in place and the all-in-one platform really eliminates a lot of that back and forth yeah i'll give you an example of that so in my last company where i was working i was getting leads that were coming in through email. That was how I was notified. And they were getting buried in my email and it was taking me a long time to respond. And when we adopted HubSpot, which was really quick and easy to adopt, uh, this lead would automatically be routed to the right person. I'm even embarrassed to say I was the sales director and I would be the person who routed the lead. So I was the bottleneck to even get the lead to forward the email to the right person for that person sure. and action the lead. So to be able to automatically assign it to the right person based on geography or account or whatever it might be, and have that person be able to kick off a sequence, which is one-to-one email automation, now the salesperson has sent one email that's going to trigger a series of communications and tasks for that salesperson so they don't drop the ball with the yes. lead. Yes. And I think that that's like a huge piece that I don't know how if we want to get into that a little bit more, but to just explain to people what that is, because essentially what we're talking about is once a lead is assigned to a a, a salesperson, right? So marketing's done their job. We think, you know, they're, they're ready to talk to somebody. Now they're assigned to somebody. But as we said earlier, it doesn't end there. There's actually a series of things that are probably a combination of Oh, I'm going to, you know, do this thing first and then two steps down, I might make a phone call. And there's, there's a, there's a, you know, some sort of a, uh, a theory or some kind of a process that, that the sales director and team have put together to say, let's try that approach. Let's try these three or four or five steps in terms of how we're going to approach all, all, all leads equally, unless it's a, a total hand raiser. And if you don't have the ability to kind of manage that workflow, what are you left to? You're left to somebody that has to remember to potentially schedule an abeyance for three days from now, because I'm on my second step and all that kind of stuff, which as we know is a disaster. Can be. So yeah. do you want to, do you want to dig in a little bit, Rebecca, and just talk a, a bit about what that sequencing and what that, that, the power of that stuff can do? Well, I use it every day in the work that I do um, at HubSpot. So an example of that might be someone visits a pricing page and they're in my CRM. Maybe they're somebody that I've added through my sales efforts or maybe someone I met at a trade show or perhaps um, there's somebody who marketing has nurtured. In any case, they're in my database and they're visiting the website and I can get a notification that they're there right now and I can pick up the phone and I can call them. 
or I can get a notification and that can trigger uh, outreach, right? So that could actually kick off a one-to-one -one email sequence without me doing anything. So there are many days that thankful, thankfully to this automation, I'm on a call, I'm, run, I'm doing this podcast with you guys and I go back to my email and somebody has responded and said, yeah, I do wanna talk to you. I just booked time on your calendar link for tomorrow. Um, right. So I have really, really done nothing as a salesperson, except I get to do my job tomorrow when I get on the call with this person, right? And before I do, I'm gonna go and look at their contact record and I'm gonna understand what pages have they viewed, what blogs have they viewed, what have they downloaded, you know, what ads have they clicked? How have they engaged with our support team? How have they engaged with maybe our, our marketing efforts across the board so that I can say, hey, I saw that you registered for Inbound and you went to that conference. I was there too. What did you, you, know, what did you think about that? And it's That's not just, a a, hey, what can I sell you today conversation. Right. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to, to sort of raise here is the difference between, say, for example, if Rebecca was comparing what was happening at this sort of um, carbon-based uh, um, sales process that she had uh, with the previous company, and then what what adding the all-in-one platform was able to do. Because one of the things that's really important now for sales leaders is being able to predict what's going to happen when a lead comes in. In the old days, in the carbon days, it was kind of like you had these magical salespeople who would somehow come up with deals that you had absolutely kind of like no idea, like where did they come from? How can we get more of those? Where, like what's the history behind that sort of uh, bucket of types of customers? How do we sort of like, how do we sort of track what it is that's happened in order to bring that, that type of deal in? We like that type of deal. How can we get more of those? Well, what you're, enab what you're en enabling in, in a platform like HubSpot is being able to actually, you know, trace all of the, the, the uh, data that sort of led you to that opportunity, be able to duplicate that and create more of those things to be able to measure how many salespeople will you need if you have a particular you know, revenue target, how many salespeople will you need to drive the number of calls, to drive the number of, uh, you know, leads in marketing and then and then have the proper level of follow-up in sales in order to, to sort of recreate and grow. With the carbon side, it was kind of like, well, all you can really do is try to find good magical salespeople that can actually bring business in and somehow just kind of hope and pray that it's going to happen. With a platform that sort of takes you all the way through, you have the ability to really look at that data and be able to duplicate that, you know, multiply it. Um, and that's where, you know, the importance of knowing how you're growing is, is, uh, is you know, you're, you're, it's possible now with a platform like HubSpot to really, um, to really accelerate your, your, your growth and to be able to use that data really positively to, uh, to grow in the areas that you want to grow. I'll double click on that if I can really quick to just say one yeah. of the things that that brings to light for me and one of the reasons why all in one I think is important is closed loop reporting. Right. Yeah. So you want to be able to see, OK, great. I had, you know, 100,000 people visit my site last month and it came from direct traffic and, you know, X percent of them converted into contacts. They actually filled out a form. They were engaged. They were interested. Now they're in my CRM. You can see who those contacts are, right? 
when you have a CRM that also has your sales and marketing tools in it. But beyond that, you can also see of those contacts, which ones became customers. And you can start to compare the different sources of that traffic and sources of those leads and sources of those customers and say, okay, well, maybe I'm getting the most traffic from direct traffic, but I'm actually getting the most customers from paid social. Maybe I need to double down on my paid social so I can get more traffic and get more customers. So you start to get way more strategic with the way you're investing in your marketing because you're tying your marketing and your sales reporting in the same system. And I think a lot of companies struggle with that. And there's like this thought that like marketing, you can't really quantify it. It's, it's a qualitative thing. No, you can actually, you can quantify it when you tie the data together. Yeah. And, you know, talk about tying the data together. I think organizations will endeavor to do that, right? Like they'll, maybe they've got, a, a, even if it's a cloud-based CRM, uh, they'll try to, to attach marketing data to it. But as we know, like you're, you're quite limited, you know, you might get, you know, typically, unless you're going to really go expensive on investments, but you're now talking about, you know, an investment to integrate the data that you might need to get some of that closed loop reporting, but it won't be, it won't be as full as say this proposition of an all in one type option, because you might, you know, you might be able to get the campaign entrance or people that are in, in the database, but then you're thinking of things like cost from those channels or pay, you know, the actual money that you've paid on those. Now you're talking about manual work effort. How much did right. we spend on Google? Right. So a lot of it is not only yeah. huge effort and manual to, to go backwards and do, but it is going backwards. Typically, you're not able to do a lot of that. And I wouldn't necessarily say you have to have it real time, but you can't sit down at the end of a Friday and say, hey, how are we doing on these things if you don't have this kind of all-in-one kind of HubSpot, which was a lot of, you know, the, the reporting is what I think really sells, you know, can really sell that solution to your point on, on the pain points that people have. So what are you doing instead of on Friday being able to do like a week, a very efficient look back on the week? Now what you're doing is, no, every Friday I have to go in and punch in my the money I spent on paid social and the money I spent here and try to cobble together my traffic numbers and try to get something that is, you know, that makes sense for marketing. So it's not a, it's not an in, I'm glad you brought it up. That's exactly what I was going to, to ask you to talk about because it's not an insignificant thing. I know people talk about marketing ROI in like sort of air quotes, but it's a, it's a really big deal to your point when you're trying to zero in on where can we spend money to grow, right? Uh, what keywords, what things are are turning into deals and, and turning into revenue so we can invest more there, right? Totally. Yeah. And there's contact attribution, which I think a lot of companies struggle with just knowing how did this contact become a contact? To your point, Chris, it's like, how did this deal come to the table, right? Yep. Um, what marketing efforts? And I'm sure, Mark, that's really interesting for you to be like, okay, what did they touch along the way? Um, and then there's, there's multi-touch revenue attribution in HubSpot, which is super powerful and sets it apart where you're able to um, take the revenue and attribute it to different marketing assets that were touched. And we have like, I think nine different models as to how you can do that, where you're attributing 100% of the revenue to the first thing that they touched, to the last thing that they touched, some sort of distribution between there. But I get so excited about that because I think that's where those high level decisions that you're talking about, Chris, are able to be more strategic. 
Great. You, does anybody want to add into that, or do we want to get into uh, yeah. inbound? Oh, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I have one thing I wanted to add there. I think I think what we're talking about is is a fully flushed out um, sales to to marketing process, and I think I think what the audience is, it's worth noting as well is. There's, there's a lot of learnings and refinement that needs to take place along the way to, to really get that optimized. I know kind of working with, with Chris, some leads that we were bringing in that we thought were, were sales, sales qualified leads weren't necessarily. And, and it's kind of going back and, and evaluating that, measuring that. And a, a platform like HubSpot really enables you to kind of measure, okay, what is, what is working and what isn't. And, and go in and, and kind of tweak the way you're, you're, you're um, evaluating things from like a behavior score kind of perspective. Um, so I think that's really important. You're not, you're not gonna have this kind of uh, fully optimized out of the gate. It's, it's gonna take time to kind of fully measure what is and isn't working and, and how do you tweak those things to really get the full value out of these platforms. But um, like I said, a platform like HubSpot really makes it easy to kind of evaluate what is and isn't working. Yeah, I really like that call out, Mark. So I, I was just going to add that um, that when you're when you're uh, you're you're looking at the overall value of HubSpot, you know, we sometimes get get a, an inquiry that that is basically around one particular thing. Hey, we need more leads. Hey, we we basically don't know you know don't know enough about how it is to use these digital channels. So we know HubSpot has some serv- some some availability of of contributing there. The sales and marketing funnel, uh, you know, understanding obviously your audience, obviously understanding what it is that um, that what processes internally are going to best serve the organization from a flow standpoint. HubSpot is very good at, at, at being able to sort of create those those workflows and enable those workflows. One of the things that that is is always a, a challenge for us as an agency is basically taking the the platform and the the sort of the you know ensuring that the client understands that yeah the platform is one thing and the, the flexibility that we're able to to, uh, to to give in terms of of workflows even if you've got several different audiences, several different product profiles to kind of get out there, you have the ability to automate a whole ton of stuff within the platform, but it doesn't come at the kind of like, you just don't turn on the, 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 the product and it, it sort of delivers that value. You need to, to, to basically map that out. And to Mark's point, mm-hmm. be, you know, what do you want uh, to, to be able to see? Once we understand what the client you know wishes to see in terms of of the reporting, reporting on products, reporting on flow, those are the things that help us sort of configure the product properly uh, in order to, to to sort of deliver that value. So it's it's always a, a it's always like a a, a consultative approach. Um, uh, there's sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, HubSpot support for the channel so that we can get that expertise to the table if need be. If we need a, uh, an API, for example, we need something in, in addition to the, to the, to the uh, you know, marketing professional that we need, we have the resources with uh, Rebecca and the team at HubSpot in order to bring that value to the table, get that proper sort of flow workflows for you know, all the different uh, permeations of your product, um, you know, delivered properly. Awesome. So thanks, Chris. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about inbound? And then and then maybe we can get into some Goose Hubs, uh, HubSpot partnership stuff. But I'm assuming we want to like 
throw out some highlights? Like, what was the cool stuff that we should talk about? I, oh I watched the, the HubSpot oh recap video that you did, but I mean, there's so much, right? There's so much. I'm glad you watched it. I encourage you to watch some of the spotlights. Those are some of my favorites, um, but there are many, many great sessions. So I should probably start by saying Inbound is an annual conference that takes place in Boston in the seaport. Uh, the past two years, it was virtual only. This was the first year we came back in person as a hybrid event. So we had, I think, about 60,000 people participating between virtual and in person. Um, we had some major speakers, Jane Goodall, um, gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I shouldn't Barack even name Obama. Them. We had Barack Obama. We had, it was so cool to watch Brian Halligan, one of our founders, uh, um, interview Barack Obama. For me, that was actually a surprise. I didn't know that he was going to be interviewing him. And if you know Brian Halligan, he's a Grateful Dead fan and he right out of the gate came out with some Grateful Dead questions, which were really fun. Um, oh, nice. But one of the spotlights I'll, I'll call out is um, Yamini Rangan. She is our CEO, our chief executive officer. She's amazing. And she really called out the theme of the conference, which is that we're in a crisis of disconnection and that quite frankly, companies are grasping for growth right now. And a lot of the struggles that we're having is that uh, businesses are just so disconnected from their customer. I mean, if you look at your own personal email, are you opening any of those anymore? Or are you just going through and deleting them all and picking out the ones that you actually want to read? Um, I know that's what I'm doing and the statistics show it. Um, and so what becomes really, really critical is to have connected data and to have a connected community for your, for your customers and for your community. Um, and to have really relevant content that you're serving up to someone. Um, I'll call out if you guys ever want to check out, this is not inbound related, but if you ever want to check out on LinkedIn, there's this guy, Max Cohen. Uh, when I started at HubSpot, he was one of like the trainers and yeah. he's gone through, I think a few different roles, but he is a sales engineer and he's big on TikTok, and he's very, very funny. And he has a very funny, um, there's a very funny post around um, relevant content. So uh, I, maybe that could be a follow-up that we could share that. But basically, yeah. if, you're, if you're sending someone a marketing email saying like, hey, do you want to buy this hammer? And I've never expressed any interest in buying a hammer. Like, I'm going to unsubscribe real quick. Uh, maybe yeah. I never even opted in. But if I uh, did go and express some interest in a hammer and now you're sending me this information, I am far more likely to open that, right? Or if I had just recently downloaded a blog on like how to build something, then maybe I would be far more interested in what you're, what you're showing me. Um, maybe that's not the best example, but there's many of them out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, um, we, we, yeah, we picked up on that from the, from the, you know, the, certainly the overview, but I, I think that's a, that's great. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you you brought that up. And it, are there other aspects of the from a community perspective that you guys are thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. So Darmesh Shah is the other founder of HubSpot. There's Brian Halligan, Darmesh Shah, and uh, Darmesh. I would recommend watching his spotlight. He has a lot of dad jokes. I don't know if that will hit this crowd, but I find them very oh, yeah. funny. Um, and he. He's an introvert. He's a very um, 
very public about the fact that he is an introvert and he kind of walked through his experience growing up as being um, like this disconnected dot in the world and how the internet really tied him in. I mean, he grew up in India and, and connected him across the world. Um, and he introduced this this ideal framework, he, he likes acronyms a lot, um, building community based on identity, diversity, engagement, action, and learning. Um, and we launched this website called connect.com and it's an online community for growth professionals. And it's a great space to have discussions, connect with people, um, and you can kind of see in the HubSpot lens, like who they are, what sort of certifications they've had, if you're a HubSpot solutions partner, if you're a customer. Um, so I'm very excited to watch that grow. I encourage everyone to go sign up on connect.com and uh, you can say back when there were maybe, you know, 60,000 people on there, I was one of the first. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, very good. Uh, uh, are there highlights I from Inbound that we want to talk about? Yeah, on the product side, um, mm -hmm. I'm super proud of what HubSpot was launching and is launching. Um, Stephanie Cuthbertson is our chief product officer at HubSpot. Um, she's come from Google, she's come from Amazon, uh, and she's an incredibly talented individual leading our team. Um, gosh, I can't even begin to say what some of the product updates are, but one of the ones that I'm very excited about, I'll say two, two that I'm very excited about. One is, um, We've been talking about reporting and looking at like the context of how a, a, a contact goes from being a unknown anonymous visitor to a lead, to a, pro, you know, a, to a qualified prospect, to a sales opportunity, to a customer, to a promoter. And we actually are going to have these graphic visualizations of how your customers have come to be um, and I was talking with Robin a little bit about this yesterday. I can't wait to play around with it. Um, it's going to give a lot of insight into, I think, just kind of the different pathways that bring people to where they are and not, not trying to fit anybody into one particular path, but acknowledging that these different paths bring different types of customers to the table. Um, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. I, I saw that on the, on the recap, the journey, I can't remember exactly what, what it's being coined, but the journey visualization stuff yeah, that's being done. I, I also thought it was really interesting, the amount of effort that's being put in on the data side to sort of assist with the operations, whether it's marketing and sales to um, either, you know, clean up what they have or, or better, you know, sort of be able to do that within the platform and then also set better controls for data coming into the system. You know, those, those, you know, better field validations, more, con more control over that type of input. So you don't get sort of stuck into that scenario to begin with. I thought that was really, you know, again, a really big pain point that we all know about, right. In terms of trying to make things effective, you talk about connection and, and, I mean, we we get them all the time. Emails that that they're they're messed up, right? Like there's either capitalization pro problems or just stuff missing. And you know, you think, well, geez, you should be able to find that that data. We certainly can do that for clients outside the system. But you know, great to see HubSpot sort of embedding some of those tools directly into the platform. I'm smiling, and I know Chris and Mark have heard this story before, but I'll share it. Um, 
So my father, Charles Jamison, every form he fills out, everything he types on the computer, it is all capital letters. That is just what he likes. And he is a marketer's nightmare, right? Because now you're personalizing an email and you're screaming at him. Hi, Charles, would you like to learn a little bit about what's going on with us this month? Um, and so what you speak of, Michael, is Operations Hub, which gives you these data validate, validation automations. So you can just say, hey, if somebody comes into our CRM and they're in all capital letters, just fix that real quick so nobody has to deal with this. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just one example of the, the data formatting capabilities. Yeah, very cool. Well, um, do we want to pivot a little bit off of inbound unless you've got anything else big that you want to announce? Go check it out. We'll watch all the video recaps. Go next year. We'll be there next year. Yeah, yeah I would say if you want to go, uh, maybe I'll, I'll call out a website for like HubSpot slash new. You can go and see all of the new updates. We have a lot pertaining to payments, taking payments in HubSpot. We have a lot of customization capabilities for custom objects and building custom objects. Um, and as you said, a lot when it comes to data formatting and making sure that when you're integrating tools, the data is clean. Um, one, one statistic I'll share, I think it was just three or four years ago, on average companies were using 16 different tools, <clears throat> technology tools and trying to cobble that data together. Um, I was astonished at inbound to learn that it's now over 250 on average. Now that's many different company sizes, but that's a lot of disparate data that needs to Absolutely. be pulled together. And some of those tools you need to keep like HubSpot's all in one, but maybe there are some things that you need to keep in other tools, but how do you pull all that data in so that dynamically you can communicate with your customers based on that? Yeah. So the HubSpot and Goose partnership, What's that? How's that been going? What do we got to talk about there? What's that like? Yeah, so I can Mark? I can start there. So uh, yeah, this this partnership's uh, uh, been great. So I think I think we you can correct me if I'm wrong, Rebecca. I think we've been partners now for about eighteen months, um, and it's it's been quite the experience. It's really it's really Chris, myself, and Rebecca meeting on on pretty much a weekly basis, and and then of course we have our our channel consultant as well, um, helping helping on the actual execution side with, with uh, uh, HubSpot clients. Um, but it's been great. Yeah, we've, we've quickly become uh, gold tier partners uh, with, with our eyes kind of set on, on kind of becoming platform or, or even higher diamond one day. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, but it's, it's, been, it's been an awesome journey, um, really, really getting to fully understand the, the capabilities of, of the platform. It truly is a an all-in-one platform and, and the support's all there from, from the resources like you, Rebecca, and, and um, Tyler there. And then it's, it's all the, the different resources, whether it's your knowledge base, the, the university to really help ourselves get fully, fully up to speed with the capabilities of the platform and then um, our, our team as well for, for actually executing for customers. So from the from the moment we, we started, I think the process has just been very very clean and, and very well organized. It's it's um, it, it's been definitely made my from my personal experience a, a very easy process uh, to kind of get onboarded with with HubSpot and then actually bring value to our customers, help start to bring in new business uh, with HubSpot. So uh, been a, been an absolute pleasure for me. Great, Mark. And so I'll go second. So I. I... I think I think it's been 
um, one of the things about about HubSpot is they they really have automated that uh, that that channel engagement. So, for example, when we're working on a deal together with uh, Rebecca and success managers and and um, you know uh, the 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 rest of the team, whether they're in the operations sort of consultative side or whether they're a, sort of a, a growth specialist on the sales side, there is a unique piece in in within the partnership platform that enables us to you know continue to dialogue within that uh, you know like on the platform itself. So everything sort of points back to that all in one sort of engagement platform that helps partners, customers, everybody communicating on the single platform. It's really a microcosm of the whole um, HubSpot approach, which is let's put everything into an area where we can all kind of, you know, communicate in the same language. There isn't the the sort of the, you know, bringing something in in Excel and sort of, you know, pushing that up into some other platform. It's like it's all actually built and it's already there. And that allows us to to sort of work extremely closely and manage a, a, a deal, for example, in a way that's that, you know, it's it's uh, uh, extremely efficient. And the the the. Um, the customer's experience of that of that uh, is is extremely good. There isn't a broken telephone between the software provider and the you know mm-hmm. the consulting uh, services company. It's actually we're all speaking off the same piece of information. So uh, that 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 part of it has been unique. And then the investment that uh, that HubSpot makes in the partner channel is also unique. Uh, to Mark's point, it's like we're we're speaking with Rebecca on a regular basis. She's introducing yeah. uh, other um, members of the HubSpot team to us when appropriate, um, and we're just able to kind of smooth smooth out that communication with the customer. Which, in the end, is really what you want. You want the customer to have that feeling that, oh, well, you know what, this software and this service or uh, consulting company are working very closely together to deliver me value. Yeah, absolutely. Like one, one little like thing I think is that anytime we're, we're kind of registering a new opportunity inside of the platform, it's it's asking us for all the, the, the basic pieces of information needs, what hubs they're interested in, what are their what are their needs outside of the platform, and then it's a it's a click of a button to submit that. Rebecca and her team are on it, and and, and we're getting kind of a, a follow up pretty quickly. Okay, what what kind of support do you need? Um, I, I don't know how common that is across the board and in other places, but uh, it's it's very efficient and very helpful on our side. Well, I love to hear all of this. Thank you, guys. I love working with you. Goose Digital is by far one of my favorite partners to work with. And whenever I'm introducing Chris and Mark to other people on our team, I usually call that out um, because you guys are just great to work with. And I think uh, it's because you're you're human and you look to solve problems. Right. Um, and that is very much the HubSpot approach. Right. We don't want to sell anything to anybody who doesn't need it, where we can't actually make an impact and help them. So we have in our sales process, like a really in-depth discovery process, which I which I think matches really well to what you do at Goose Digital, too, where we really look to say, like, what are your goals? What are your challenges? What are your problems? How can we help? And like, what are what are the impacts? positive or negative of making a change or not making a change so that we know whether this is a critical step for you and your business growth. Um, We say at HubSpot, how you sell, or I'm sorry, how we sell is why we win. And I think that a lot of the feedback that I hear across HubSpot, and then I also see, I think, within the folks that we've worked with, with Goose Digital, it's like, 
we've, we develop that relationship and understanding in the sales process. And it's not lost when it's passed off to the service team to implement, mm-hmm. which is kind of big. Um, I will say this, gold partnership is no, not an easy feat, right? So you guys have definitely hit a milestone and I'm excited about it, especially in just 18 months, we have over 6,000 partners. Um, and just a little like sneak peek here at HubSpot, like. of our business used to be implemented by partners, right? It's something that you can go in, anybody can go in, it's easy to use. We have the HubSpot Academy, you can learn, but where our partners really solve for our customers, industry expertise and experience, right? So that your Mm -hmm. time to value is so much greater if you're working with a partner uh, like Goose Digital, who has already gone through this before and built these workflows and had the learning curve, right? They've already done that and that's valuable. And so we're actually moving to a future state of where likely closer to 80% of our customers are going to be implemented with a partner. Um, And we find that statistically customers who are implemented with a partner are seeing better results uh, faster and they're staying with HubSpot longer. So Mm -hmm. from our perspective, the partnership is great. I love working in the partner program. Well, that's just awesome. Well, we've uh, we've gone for quite a while, guys. Good job. Good job. <laughs> this has been this has been a very uh, very informative uh, and uh, uh, more time than I think we we expected to take from you today, Rebecca. We we were hoping to get you you know a little bit of time back in your calendar, but this is going to be really great, I think, for us to to leverage. So thank awesome. you. Super happy to be here. Always happy to chat again and. Chris and Mark know we, we could talk about this stuff all day. Sometimes we don't even get to our deals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always awesome. a pleasure, Rebecca. Same. Same. Thank awesome. you. Well, thank you very much. And we'll be in touch soon, Rebecca. Thank you.